Go Loud presents Opinions Matter with Adrian and Jeremy. You're very welcome to this latest Opinions Matter podcast. So what do we want to talk about today? Well, coming up on the program, we have a very sensitive uh, topic, but it's about a subject that needs to be talked about. It's about suicide, and in particular, how children should be taught about suicide when it happens to a close relative, especially when that close relative is a parent. We'll be hearing from a woman who tragically lost her husband to suicide last year. She's two children, aged eight and ten, but she hasn't told the children how daddy died. Now she's feeling guilty about being not honest about his death. Uh, They just thought daddy was sick and passed away. She's looking for help and uh, advice. So I want you to have a listen to this from Lindsay, and I would love to get you involved in this conversation. Lads, I've been listening to you for years on the radio and now on your podcast but I never contacted you before you got me through a lot and I trust you to discuss this last year I lost my husband to suicide he hadn't been well for a long time we've two children together who are now eight and ten at the time I told them that daddy passed away because he was sick I didn't tell them the full story. Now I feel guilty about it. My counsellor told me that I should do it in my own time. I'm totally torn over this. I don't want to lie to them, but I don't want to uh, tell them uh, the truth uh, that he died by suicide through someone else. uh, Sorry, my whole area seems to know what happened. My mother said they are too young. Can you ask your listeners if they've any advice or maybe you guys have? And that's from a lady called uh, Lindsay. So she's basically saying she doesn't want to lie to them, but she also doesn't want them to find out about his suicide as the whole area seems to be aware of it. And that's the question that we're uh, discussing with you today, and we'd love to hear from you. A difficult one, this. Yeah, and I'm sure there's many of you. Well, I know there are people listening um, who've been through this because you've contacted us. Uh, Here's the thing. I'm not... I don't know, God forbid, if I was ever in that situation and if I... Uh, ever ended up in that situation where I want my children to know to know that the problem is as she says here's the problem is that the kids will find out sooner or later you know in an area where someone takes the role and it won't be done in a malicious way or anything like that you know what I mean just no parents down the road find out and Jesus wasn't that terrible what happened with with with, um, with um, Annie's Annie's dad Jesus that he took his own life and the kids hear daddy talking about that and they go but did Jesus did your, your daddy take his own life so they will find out sooner or later won't they and there's great counselling programmes and in fact we'll be talking about one of them in a while there's great counselling programmes out there where professionals will sit down and talk to children who are um, victims of parental suicide because there's so many children there now who have had a parent take their own life. And I think you should, you should never really lie to a child, should you? We do lie to our children all the time. We lie to our children when they're very young, around Christmas time, for example. Yeah. It's a, it's a white lie, it's, but it's a lie. And I know what you're saying. We shouldn't really lie to our children, but sometimes we lie to them to uh, enhance their lives or to protect them. But have they not got a right to know what happened to daddy? In time, yes. These kids are only eight and ten. It's a lot to take in when uh, a parent takes their life. It really is an awful lot to take in for young children. They've already dealt with but, the but, fact but, they've already dealt with the fact that he's gone. Yeah, but that's what they've I mean. dealt with the fact yeah. that uh, you know, he was sick and now he has passed away. Why do they need to know 
that he was so unhappy in his life that he actually took his own life. How do you even explain that to children? Because adults don't understand why yeah, people take their I lives. Know, I get you. So how do you, you know, when kids start asking those questions, how in God's name do you explain? Well, this woman, Lindsay, who we've spoken to off air before, and she's told us uh, that she is seeking counselling. She has been seeking counselling for the last year. So they would help her with it. And the counsellor, I presume the children are going to counselling as well, um, grief counselling. So there's ways to, to deal with it. But the fact is, their daddy is gone anyway, so they have that grief. So mm-hmm. is it going to add more grief? I think it probably will, because really? it, will, it will lead to more questions. Oh, was it because that, of us? Was, yes. Yeah. And more questions that... Mammy is not going to be able to answer because I'm sure she doesn't know herself why he took his life. Yeah. That's the fact of it. She doesn't know herself unless he left some sort of a note to uh, explain. But even at that, to try and explain to children of a young age, they're only what's, eight and ten. What suicide is. Even. What suicide is, why somebody would do it. Um, I, I think, in my opinion, I think they're shield too young. Them. Shield them. Yeah, I think so. But uh, you obviously believe they should be spoken to about it. Yeah, I think so. Uh, because purely from the fact that if they find out at a later stage that they were lied, children hate being told that they were lied to. Um, you know, and they do say about, I know it's a slightly different topic, but they say about adoption that the best way to deal with adoption is to tell the child at a very young age. It's a very different topic. No, but I'm just saying that, well, it's not. Because that's a big thing for a child to take in as well. Can you imagine a five-year-old child uh, being told, being sat down by mammy and daddy and told, well, actually, we adopted you. That's a lot for a child to take in. I want to kick off with this very powerful message from Stacey. I'm bereaved by suicide because I lost my own partner to suicide. Now, we didn't share kids together, but we did have our own kids from previous relationships. But um, as far as telling our kids, like, yeah, she should tell the kids, but not specifically say that it was suicide. Do you know, like... Um, all she has to do is just word it in the sense of, like, your daddy's mind got sick, you know, and um, there was they, they couldn't fix it, the doctors couldn't fix it, or, you know, there was no way of, you know, like, just something like them down on it. It's just that the mind got sick, you know what I mean? And whatever, like, whatever spiritual or religion or whatever, like, you know, um, that you follow, do you know what I mean? Um, that's all she has to kind of word it in that way, like, because they are still young, but as they get older, they will ask a lot more questions when they get into the teenagehood, because they will kind of be able to, because they learn a lot, like, on suicide then and what mental health is, and then that's when they'll come out and ask more questions, was it suicide? So and then like she does tell them then that it was suicide you know at least then like when they look back they can say then as well that their mum didn't lie to them they didn't and then that she didn't hide it either but she done it on a little baby step level you know up until we were ready to actually really know like you know because like you can get all sorts of questions then like and you don't want them kind of you know, uh, you know, thrown in her face then, like, even though, like, at the time she would be only doing her best, you know, um, it's kind of like, it's, you have to kind of take in everybody's emotions, you know, and it's a hard one, you know, so just from running a campaign as well for mental health as well, like, I connect a lot with people with, you know, people and just from being bereaved and going to the groups and, like, just listening to all stories, like, you know what I mean? Like, that's just my view on it all, you know, but um, 
thanks. All right, Stacey, thank you very much indeed. So she's been through uh, through that. Yeah. She knows exactly... Isn't that awful? It is awful, yeah. That two sets of children from two parents were, were affected by that. It's, mm. oh it really God. is. 085-825-2626. Daddy took his own life last year. The kids are now eight and ten, and now Mammy is racked with guilt about telling them the truth about how he actually died. Let me go to Edward. You're on Opinions Matter. How are you, Edward? Good afternoon, Edward. Good afternoon. Uh, listening uh, to, to, to some of the stories there, it's heartbreaking. Mm-hmm. Um, I worked in this in this sphere for, for several years, and going back to, to, to 2000, we worked very closely uh, with a group of military veterans coming out of Iraq. The U.S. administration was losing over 22 people a day at one point um, to suicide. So it, it, it's a hugely emotive no, it's a hugely emotive topic uh, for adults, let alone children. And I mentioned a couple of minutes ago that I'm sure this mother doesn't even understand why her husband took his life last year. If she doesn't understand, how is she going to ever explain to her children? Well, this is this is one of the biggest voids with this type of loss, Adrian. And, and the void can be only described as nuclear. I've lost uh, uh, two relatives to suicide. And I know all too well the pain of that. I sat with, with one woman who, who, who literally was smoking a cigarette down to her nails. It burned away into her fingers. The pain was so good, the cigarette burning into her skin until I took it over, having lost a 12-year-old child to suicide. So I, I've, been, I've seen the full gamut. But I think what's important here is, is to try and help those who have lost. And I think that's the thrust of the program. How do you talk to a child um, whose mommy and daddy have, have, have taken their life? And we don't use the word committed suicide anymore. That's something that crops up now and then because suicide, as you, as you may or may not know, was, was, was considered a criminal act was decriminalised in England and Wales in 1961 and was only decriminalised in Ireland in 1993. That's right. So we'd rather rather not use that word for... for Okay, and and I've tried to uh, not use that uh, expression, but people do, whether we uh, like it or not. They don't do do it with malice, by the way. No, Uh, no. Not at all. No, the the odd time I'd say it as well and then realise, well, actually, that's... And there's lots of language like that. I mean... There's a big debate going on, just slightly off topic at the moment, whether, whether or not, when someone is autistic, whether you say the child has autism or, or is living with autism or is living with autism or is an autistic child. And I, I agree with you, language is important. But anyway, um, Edward, having dealt with this, this mother really doesn't know whether or not she should tell her children the truth of the fact that daddy died at his own hand, basically. No, oh, God love her. My, my, I mean, really, my, my, my heart goes out to her and, and, and you can almost feel the pain in, in what she's saying. But look, I mean, they're at that age where it's going to be extremely difficult to keep putting a lid on this. Two to five-year-olds don't understand death. They, they, they know more than the word suicide. Five to ten, they have some concept of death, but suicide as a concept itself is very, very difficult to explain, especially when there's no explanation for it. So what you're left with is you're left with a child, and this is really important, David, really important to get this across. You're left with children who somehow, in their own little minds, tend to blame themselves. And that is uh, that is my big worry about this uh, conversation because... And it's a, it's a legitimate worry. Yes, because, because uh, the reality of it is 
Explaining death is difficult, but they've gotten there. They now know that their daddy passed away because he was sick, okay? So they understand that now. But to take it to the next level of saying uh, he was so sick that he actually killed himself is something that I'm sure, as I said, the mother doesn't even understand, let alone trying to explain that to children. But these are the unanswered questions, and, and, and little minds have little imaginations that run riot. Was I naughty? Did I do something wrong for, for mommy or daddy to, to, to want to, to kill themselves? And you know, in, in, in Irish language, we, we tend to use the word quite often. You know, you, the phrase, you'll be the death of me one of these days, you know, uh, or oh, you're killing me. Uh, and, and if you take that to its worst degree, children do take this on board. They, they do think maybe if I had been, you know, less, uh, uh, I don't know what the word I would choose, I mean, less bold. Or I'd gone to bed on time. I've heard it all, Adrian. And children are very, very vulnerable to that type of narrative. And that's what we need to deal with. The, the person who has died, their pain is over. They're gone. But the pain they leave behind is just immense. Uh, and we need to, to wrap children especially, and, in, and adults, in cotton wool to help them through the worst portion of, of, of grieving, which is, why did they do this? We have no answers. But hang on, the same, the same, the, but hang on, the same argument could be made, and is made, I mean, when parents split up, by the way, there's more parents now splitting up than staying together that have kids. Every second couple I know are splitting up and there's kids. So kids have to deal mm. with, kids have to deal with that of daddy moving out of the house or mommy moving out of the house. And there's no way of, of um, wrapping that up in cotton wool because it's, it's a physical thing that happened. Daddy is no longer in the house or mommy's no longer in the house. And kids, I mean, Adrian would know this more better than I would uh, because you obviously broke up with the, 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 the mother of your children. Children do deal with the... I mean, your children are, are the most well-adjusted kids yeah, they uh, are, you can yeah. ever meet. Yeah. Um, and they went through uh, their parents' divorce. it wasn't death. It wasn't death. It wasn't final. It was no, just but it was a, still that, it was that just, is correct. Yeah, it was just that a re, it was just a readjusting of their uh, of their life. Ah, it's a big thing. It is a big it's thing, a but, thing. But because both parents are still around, both parents are able to deal with it. In this case, one parent isn't around anymore. But are children no more resilient than we're giving them credit for? I have. No, seen, I accept that. No, yeah, I, but, I, but, I accept that point. And if I'm, I have seen. If my, I my, make my, on my, that. Yeah, I've seen myself the effect that uh, suicide has 10, 15, 20 years later on children. They still find it difficult to cope with the fact that their father uh, took his life. Sorry, uh, Edward, you want to get back in there? Go on. Sorry, apologies, Adrian. I've just got a delay on my phone there and I'm cutting across you. I didn't mean to do that. Um, No, the other gentleman's point is very, very valid indeed. Are children resilient enough to cope with this? Yes, they are. I I, I would certainly concur on that point. But what they're not able to cope with is the unanswered questions that that are left behind. I mean, you've got, number one, why did they do this? And what made them do this? You know, um, was was I somehow complicit? Was as I said earlier in the conversation, did I do something wrong, or is there something wrong with me personally? Um, why would mommy abandon me, or, or daddy abandon me in that way, uh, and never say goodbye, or, or, or leave a note or anything? Okay, so well, let me let me ask you the question then. Overall, children aged eight and ten, do you think they're perhaps a little bit too young at this moment to be told the truth? No, they're not. No, they're not. I, I, I think the younger ones below that age are, are the ones that we. Would, we would we would avoid getting into a complex discussion around this. But um, six, 
seven, eight, nine, ten upwards, they're able to cope. But they're I think what cope. I would do is I keep it very, I keep it very brief, Adrian. I keep it very, very simple and let them slowly assimilate what has happened and then deal with the question. But it's important we do, we sit down hip to hip, as I call it. Hip to hip means we're both facing the same direction and then start a conversation about how they're feeling and, you know, try and set aside your feelings for the moment. Listen to them. Just listen. Okay, stay there for one second. He doesn't think they are uh, too young at 8 and 10 to be told uh, the truth of how Daddy died. Let me go to um, Donna. You're on Opinions Matter. Hi, Donna. Hi, how's things? Good, thanks, Donna. Well, what did you want to say on this? Um, I just, I personally, like, from going through it myself with my mum, she passed away to suicide last July. And my little one, she was nine at the time. She's 10 now. And I personally think, like, how can you how can you physically explain to a nine year old that oh yeah well nanny's not here anymore because she took her own life like to me like you have to protect their little minds they're too young and like fair enough I know like most nine year olds are probably more advanced than others but I still think at that age they don't need to know like okay so tell mom, me then what have you told your nine year old about how her nanny passed away. Um, she, my mum was in hospital the week leading up to her, her suicide and we happened to tell my little one that, oh, she, nanny was too sick, that holy God needed, needed her up there as a as a working lady up there. And they, like, she she understood. Because like, how could I turn around and say, oh, oh, well, nanny's not here because she was too sick in her mind to be actually here and she hung herself like how do you explain that to nine year olds I don't I, I, I really don't I, know I mean I, and the, the question is well I have to ask you how do you cope with that as an adult yeah it's it's very hard to, to cope with it it is I'm not going to lie like when you see because obviously it's a mother's job not to show that side of themselves to their kids and my mom, she never showed that side. Like she was always upbeat and. And would you happy. would you have known even that she was she was having suicidal thoughts even? No. No. We only found out after she she passed away, like that she was after been given. Um, she was after talking to psych doctors in hospital on the Monday, and she got let out that that Monday. She hung herself then on the Wednesday. My God. Um, and that was, the, when she took her own life was the first time you realised that she had been suicidal. Yeah. And, okay, so for, so for you, this has been a very difficult thing to uh, wrap your head around, let alone trying to explain that to a nine-year-old. And this is what, the point I was making a while ago. You, I'm sure, are struggling to understand it. So how could you possibly explain it to a child? Yeah, I like, I'm... I'm nearly 30 and I'm trying to wrap my head around why my mum done it. So I would not expect my now 10 year old to understand it. I just like, I know everyone has different opinions on mm. it, but that's my personal opinion. Okay, can I, I sorry, for, sorry for cutting across you there because there's two issues here. Um, first of all, it's very hard. And I asked someone myself who lost someone very close to me to suicide. Um, and I've asked a lot of questions and got answers and no answers is ever are ever good enough. 
because you will never understand. We will never understand why they did it because we are not in their headspace. And the headspace that they were in at that time is that they felt that the only way out was to was to take their own life. So mm. we can never understand that. Secondly, I certainly don't think under any circumstances the details of the suicide should be ever given to a child because that 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 part of it I think is irrelevant. You know, and, uh, well, well, because well, well, uh, because you just described Donna how your your mom actually uh, hanged herself. Yeah. Is, yeah, is that information you think you will ever give to your child? I feel that as she gets older, because like where I live, like it is, it's a small community, and I know myself. She will probably sooner or later find out the truth, and then I will prepare myself. Father, but, but is it moment, is it not better? I mean, listening to the way you're describing it, the dogs on the street uh, know how your mom passed, so your daughter will eventually hear. Is it not better for her to hear from you than to hear it on the street? Yeah, I do. I understand where you're coming from. Yeah, but at the moment, I don't think I can physically bring myself to actually sit her down now and say, "Oh well, Nanny isn't here because of." Like, she chose herself not to be here because, like, in a way, like, she was sick. Like, I know... No, it, 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 not in a way. The fact is, she was sick. She was sick, she was sick yes. yeah. Like, it's just it's just a type of sickness that many of us don't understand well enough. Yeah. But I think I think even when it comes when it comes down to death and, and grandparents and grandchildren and all that, uh, I mean, you know, my father uh, passed away, as you know, and my children are aware that he's obviously passed away, but we never told them what, what it was that, that took him because, and they, they never asked. You know, no, they, they may eventually. I don't think. I don't think they will. But it wasn't by suicide that he died. No, it wasn't, anyhow, no, it so. wasn't by suicide. No. Uh, um, but they may eventually ask that question when they become more aware of death and how you, people you, die. I think you just say natural causes, don't you? Is that is that all they need to know? I mean, certainly. You know, to go into the graphic details of how that child's grandmother took her own life, there's no need. But the point is, um, by Donna's own admission, the dogs on the street know how her mother died, so the child will eventually find out. So, and sorry, it, Donna, do they actually know the methods? Do, do they? Um, most people do know, yeah. Really? How would they How would they find that out? Ah, the word spreads. Really? Word spreads. Word does, like, especially when you're from a, fo- a small little yeah. village, it's like... They nearly know your business before you know yeah, it. Absolutely. Jesus, yeah. So when do you think your child is nine now? Is that right? She's ten. Oh, she's ten. When do you think you will tell your ten-year-old how uh, her grandmother died? Can I be truthful? It's when when she when she starts. Not that you don't learn about suicide because there's not enough kind of talk about it as such. Like people kind of they go in on themselves and they don't. They're actually afraid to say how they actually feel most people mm. so I personally like I still think like in a few years I don't like I'll be wondering myself still why did my mom do that why did she feel she couldn't go to somebody and I just when she I think when she does come to me and she says oh well I heard this out on the street is it true I will sit her down and I'll say look I didn't tell you back then because I personally believe that you are far too young to understand let me read a, a message to you, and I wanted to uh, I want to get your reaction to this. This has just come in to us yeah. uh, a moment ago from Catherine, and she says, I could never forgive my husband if he left myself and my two kids without trying to get help. Yes, you have to be in a bad place, but it's a very cruel and selfish thing to do to the people who you love. I'd be so angry. Imagine leaving your partner answering those questions. What, what do you I... think of that? 
that. He's far from selfish. Far from selfish. Like he could he could go get the help and he could ask for the help, but is there enough help for mental health people in That's a very country? good question. I, do you I ever feel uh, the reason I'm asking I'm this sorry, question by the way you're saying is there enough help? There's some great organizations do great things, but some people and I, I firmly believe this, having witnessed it firsthand, some people just cannot be helped and they've reached that point where... And let me ask you, Donna, and this is really what that lady, uh, Catherine, is is getting at, I think. Do you ever feel anger towards your mother for taking her life? Of course she does, Angel. Of course she does. There was a a point there that like, I was really angry, but then I had to look at it from her point of view. She suffered in silence and never told anybody. And And that's uh, that's the sad part. Yeah, I can't hate my mum for doing what Mm. she's done because at the end of the day, like... She was battling demons that no one knew about. And okay, so as, as regards your child, you will tell your child when you feel it's the right time, when you feel yeah. that you'll be able to absorb the information. Yeah. Even I though, by your own true. by your own admission, at thirty, it's really difficult to absorb the information. It's very, yeah. 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 Stay there for one moment, if you can, please. Oh eight five eight two five twenty six twenty six is our WhatsApp number. Send us a WhatsApp voice note with your opinion on this. Um, this lady's husband took his life last year. Uh, the kids just think he passed away because he was sick. Sick. They're now eight and ten, and she is worried, just like with that lady Donna, that the dogs on the street know how Daddy died, and she's afraid that the kids will eventually hear uh, exactly how he died. Um, that's the question we're asking you. Send us a WhatsApp to oh eight five eight two five twenty six twenty six. And does anybody know uh, as well? I'd love to get the answer to this, and it's something I should know because one of my kids is in school. Is suicide an issue that's brought up in schools? That's a good in question that I, uh, that I don't actually know the answer to. If you, if Maybe somebody have, could tell us the answer yeah, if to If you that. have a child uh, that's, that's in school, um, can you tell us, has, does it ever come up? Is there? A, I'm not saying that it's, it's part of the course or stuff like that, but I'm sure it comes up in... It would have to, wouldn't it? It would have to, yeah. Um, stay there for a second. Let me go to uh, Ellie. You're on Opinions Matter. Hi, Ellie. Hi. Well, Ellie, what's your view on this? Children of 8 and 10. Their father took his life last year, and now Mammy is debating whether or not to tell the kids the truth. Um, I think she should tell them in their own time. It's not something that anybody else can make choice for her until she's ready, because obviously it's going to have a wear on her as well, so she needs to be prepared for the. There could be a backlash of, you know, whose fault was it, or you know what I mean? So you need to be prepared for that kind of thing. So when you're ready, do it. Well, can you ever be ready? Because as you just heard from Donna a moment no. ago, um, she doesn't even understand it herself as to why her mother took her life. How do you explain to children? No, I don't think I, I don't think you should explain it to children. I think it should be made as easy as possible to understand that he, that daddy or mummy is with God. And, or and but that, that is more or less what she has told them already. Um, yeah. At the time, yeah. she says, I, I told them know. that daddy passed away because he was sick. I didn't tell them the full story. Now I'm feeling guilty about it. My counsellor told me that I should do it in my own time, which is exactly what you just said. Uh, but she says, I don't want to lie to them, but I also don't want them to find out about his suicide through someone else as my whole area is aware of what happened. Yeah, no, I, that's the thing. You don't want to somebody coming up to him in the street and going, nah, 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 your, your daddy did such and such, but you want them to understand, you want to be able to explain it to them yourself, you know? And how do you explain that? 
I have no idea. I really don't. I don't know how. I can't. I contemplate suicide every day, and I can't explain to myself. Oh, really? Do you? I'm really sorry to hear that, um, Ellie. And yeah. uh, are you getting help? Um, I see a psychiatrist. I, you know, take medication. I, I do all the right things, but. But you still I have. You still have it. those dark thoughts. Yeah. And do you have? I don't, so what? Do you? I, I don't have children. Luckily, you don't have children. Yeah. If I can't, if I, a woman of my age can't explain to herself what suicide means, how do you explain to a child? So, in other words, you can't even explain to yourself your own thoughts on suicide, no. let alone somebody else after you were gone, God forbid, having to explain it. Yeah, yeah. Melody, I don't I, know how I'd, like, I have a niece, and, two nieces, and a nephew. I don't know how I'd explain it. Someone would explain it to them that mm. you're not coming back. Well, Ellie, I really hope you uh, continue with your your counselling and the treatment and so on, um, because life is for living, and I know that's easy for me to say, but we all go through very dark times in our real, really, really down. And, and it just shows you, we've spoken to you many times over the years, uh, Ellie, uh, and never once, yeah. not once did it ever occur to me that you would be in that frame of mind. And it just shows you, you can talk to somebody uh, regularly and you don't know them. Uh, and I'm, I'm, I'm really, really upset to hear that you're going through that. Um, because as I said, to talk to you, as we have done over the years, um, you sound like a very happy person, happy with life and easygoing person, and that you're content, which is it's obviously far from that, isn't it? Yeah, times. I think I have bipolar disorder, so I go from one to the other at the moment it seems I'm in a depressive well look I, I hope you continue with uh, with the treatment and that the treatment uh, it does eventually help because uh, unfortunately yeah, the reality of it is um, Ellie suicide doesn't actually fix anything um, and no. it just makes life for those left behind after you're gone all the more difficult yeah, no, I've seen firsthand people attempting suicide, luckily survive, but the, the trauma it caused the family, it's just, and then they, they actually survived, like, mm. you know what I mean? And you should never think either, oh. I've said this to many friends who've been in the same situation, you should never think that the world would be a better place without you, because it actually, it actually wouldn't, and I know that's one of the thoughts that go, that's one of the... Suicide, I mean, it's, it's a very complex thing and it takes over your mind and it puts things in your mind that you don't want there. And one of those things that it puts in your head is that oh, my family would be better off without me here. My, my friends would be better off without me here. The world would be better off without and me And the here. reality of it the is... The reality is that's not the not, case. Not that's the not case. the case at all. Eddie, I really appreciate you being so open and honest with us and thanks very much indeed for talking to us and, and the very best You're of luck. Thank you. All thanks, right. Now, uh, let's have a listen to this WhatsApp voice note from Kieran. Hey, lads, can't come on. Kieran here. Um, I can't come on at the moment because I'm busy, but um, yes, I think they should be told in their early teens or their 12 or whatever because... Um, I mean there's so many myths about suicide and they need to understand it because it is very easy that young people can go through it themselves it's also there's such a thing called suicide ideation where you have the idea of suicide um, the thoughts can come in on somebody so basically if they know what it is they'd know what to do with um, so they need to understand what happened um, so they know what to do if they end up going through that type of ideation themselves going through that crap themselves people 
people think with suicide that it's just oh I'm depressed and I want to end my life it's not like that um, oh and the other thing about it as well is that term committed suicide that's wrong because suicide is not a crime anymore um, thanks lads I'll just leave it there alright thank you very much indeed uh, Kieran. now let me go to Steve you're on Opinions Matter how are you Steve well lads how are you good thanks Steve well what did you want to say on this Oh, it's, um, it is a difficult topic enough um, and yet very straightforward. If a child asks you, you know, Daddy, can I have a lollipop? And you say to them, no, you can't. They don't understand the reason why. So how are they going to wrap their tiny little minds around suicide? Suicide is, has been known to be one of the most selfish things a person can do. And children are never going to get it, never let alone adults. Suicide has been huge in my family. Um, and I think every one of us have been touched by it in some way. Um, so there, what I think personally that this woman should do is say nothing to them. Of course, of course, they already know that their daddy has passed away. That's a fact. But the details of that, you know, if the daddy had passed away from a severe cancer, what if she had sat down and said to the children, look, your daddy was ravaged by cancer? No. You're not going to tell them either way. Daddy got sick and he died. It's the most and, appropriate and, and, and way. And do you just there. leave it at that then? Yes, you do. Until they get to an appropriate age where they can try and wrap their minds around what happened. But I don't think there is an age where that is actually appropriate. Okay, let me go back to uh, a word that you used a moment ago. And that word was selfish. Yes, actually. And believe it or not, Jer- Jeremy's sitting there beside you, yeah? He is. Okay, so Jeremy, do you remember a couple of weeks ago, uh, there was a topic on and you asked me to come on, you sent me a text back and I said, I'm, I'm, I'm in the hospital at the moment. And you said, hope it's nothing too serious. You remember that? Yes, that I do, I do, I do, I do. Okay, so I was diagnosed with um, a heart condition, um, which is going to be terminal, unfortunately. Oh my God, um, I hear that, Steve. In, in, in the long term, it's not really going to hit me now, but in the years to come, it's gonna, it will eventually kill me. So about a week after that happened, I was at home. Um, I drank a bottle of vodka and took 14 sleeping pills in, in the hope that it would kill me. Um, but unfortunately, somebody came in, they found me, and I was rushed off the hospital and all that stuff happened. But the thing that I noticed afterwards was, and this is why I say the word selfish, because you're right, in that moment in time, I was thinking only of me. And, you know, I I was going on my terms rather than getting old and sick. And what happened was I had friend after friend after friend come to me and say, Steve, you know how selfish that was? You're going to hurt us. You're going to hurt us. You're going to hurt us. And then in my mind, I was thinking to myself, hold on a second. The one thing that I wanted was to, you know, get off this earth. And the one thing you, you wanted was me for me to stay in pain. So is it not selfish on both sides of the argument? Because you hear that suicide is selfish. We want them to stay behind in pain, in mental trauma and agony, just for the sake of them being alive so okay, they can so see them and say hello to them. Let me ask you then, um, yeah. and I'm, I'm genuinely shocked to hear what, uh, what you're going through. When you uh, look back at that moment where you drank a bottle of vodka and took 14 sleeping pills, Mm -hmm. do you think that that was a selfish thing of you to do? Absolutely. But I think it's selfish. Uh, Of course it is, because I just didn't want to have to deal with that situation in the exact same manner that the person who loses me, who cares about me most, doesn't want to have to deal with that situation. Mm. It's two, two heads of the same coin, if you know what I mean. You know, somebody's going to lose in that battle, whether it's the person who commits suicide or, you know, it's the, 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 the family members left behind. So while suicide is selfish, so is the opinion of people 
who want you to stay behind in pain. And I've given this some long thought since I've attempted to take my life. I've, I've actually given it some thought because of the amount of people who have come to me and said, Steve, that was so selfish, that was so selfish. And have they actually said it in those words? Yeah, absolutely. absolutely. And, and would they be aware of what you, you're going through and the diagnosis that you got? Yeah, yeah, 100%. But, and, they, but, and they, but they want him around as friends. They want, And it's it's very like, and a lot of us, including myself, have been through this, where a family member is uh, terminally ill. And obviously mm-hmm. we don't have euthanasia in Ireland, so it's, it's not an issue. But it always goes through your head, and it went through the head with my father. When you see a loved one uh, who is has no quality of life left, yeah? And yeah, they're, they're, yeah. Ter- they're terminally and they're miserable. They're absolutely miserable. Yeah. But you want them there for longer because you don't want to say goodbye to them. And that, that from your point of view, is a selfish thing. You know, unfortunately, you do- yeah, yeah, yeah. Love is love is. Even though they're miserable, even though they're miserable, they've no quality of life. They're in pain yeah. or stuff. But absolutely. you, don't, you don't want them. And you see it as well. You see it in a lot of cases. Um, in the news with, with children uh, and in fact it was a storyline in Coronation Street where a child is terminally ill and the parents just fought and fought and fought, fought and, and fought, fight yeah. and fight because and it's a natural thing to do because they want their child with them for, for longer Can I ask you Absolutely. then uh, uh, your, your opinion on, on this mother Lindsay and the fact that her kids aged 8 and 10 still don't know the truth about the fact that their dad passed away by suicide last year uh, Mammy wants to know whether or not she should tell them the truth. No, absolutely not. You know, does, children don't look. Um, you know, Santa Claus is real to kids. You know, so why in, why in the hell would you ruin, destroy their little minds? They can't handle that information. As I said, they don't understand why they can't have too many sweets. Why would they be able to comprehend such a huge topic like this? And I know, yes, the, the other kids major and say, you know, your daddy commits suicide. And they can come to their mommy and ask questions. You know, what's suicide? What did daddy do? But all I have to say to them is very simple is, I will explain that to you when you get older. And, and, when, kids, and when is that time? When are they older? I would say probably... 15, 16 years of age. But they may have heard it on the street by then. They may, absolutely. They may have heard it is on it the not street better, by then. Is it not better to hear the truth from uh, mother rather than uh, people on the street? Well, look, I- even if they do hear it from the street, they, nobody knows the ins and outs, the true details of whatever the suicide may be. You know, so it's only up until the point of where the mother feels that she's strong enough to be able to talk to the children about this. Because, I mean, what was it, a year? She's barely had time to process this information herself. She's yes, not I know. Sure she hasn't. Yeah, of course. So, so there's no way on God's green earth that the children are going to understand it. So I would say to that woman, please, just cool your jets for a couple of minutes. You take your time. Worry about the kids later. They're probably asking questions, but you're the mother. You're the, you're the figure in the house that can say, kids, I will explain in my time. Just for now, you know, just cool your jets. We will talk about this another time when you're old enough to understand. I mean, we say this to the kids when we're talk when they ask questions about sex. For God's sake, we, we say to them, you're too young to know this. We will talk about that when you get older. So why would she explain about death? Okay, stay, <laughs> stay there for one second because uh, Vanessa has been in contact with us and uh, she wants to talk to you. Vanessa, what do you want to say to Steve? Um, I just think applying the word selfishness is the wrong word. I really, really do. And I think it's it's partially about placing blame on someone for not being able to get over a mental disease. Uh, suicide, okay. at the end of the day, is the result of mental disease that has not been treated. 
and you shouldn't, uh, my, personally, I don't think we should be allaying blame for someone not being able to defeat it. Well, I mean, what you're getting wrong here is, I was talking about me being selfish. He applied the word to himself. I asked him his attempted suicide a couple of weeks ago. Did he see that as a selfish act? And he said yes. And the thing yeah. is, I'm not suffering from any mental condition. I'm suffering from a physical condition. And people who are suffering from mental conditions. So I've, I know an awful lot of people would um, attend counsellors and psychiatrists and so on and so forth who are absolutely miserable in their lives and for some of them maybe there is light at the end of the tunnel and for others there's not so how are we to tell them or who are we to tell them that they can't do the one thing that they want most which is to take their own lives for some of them it's the most important thing and they just can't handle this some people are not cut out for this world and it, it is of course it's a selfish act because they're only thinking about one person and they're only thinking about one thing okay, Vanessa, they're thinking Vanessa, about everybody else Vanessa Sorry, just, well. just respond to that he, he's, he's saying the reason it is selfish is because you're not thinking you're not looking at the bigger picture and the effect that your actions may have well, I think that's the problem when you... I, I've dealt with suicide ideation. Uh, I, I've been suicidal many times in my life where I've actively tried to commit suicide. And for a lot of people with mental health issues, the truth of it is that they genuinely believe that they're standing in the way of other people's happiness. Now, that's not the truth, but that is what these feelings do. They turn your, you against yourself and you truly believe that you're standing in the way of other people's happiness. So you're not just thinking about yourself. It's not just a selfish act. And the problem is when we brush everything, uh, when we paint everything with the same brush, we take away the real reasons and, and we make it more difficult to actually understand and talk about the many, many different reasons why people might lose their, their fight to depression. And that's, and you know, it, it was more directed, it was right. actually more, it was actually more yeah. directed, my, my opinions are more directed to the text that came in that said that she would be upset with her husband uh, if he commits suicide by leaving her, with and, the and in fact, I'd, I'd read out that message just again. Just before, I think that's a natural reaction. But let me uh, read out the message again for people who may not have heard it. It says, "I could never forgive my husband if he left myself and my two kids without trying to get help." Yes, you would have to be in a bad place, but it's a very cruel and selfish thing to do to the people uh, you love. I'd be so angry. Imagine leaving your partner answering those questions. That was what that message said. Yeah, and I understand the anger, but it, it's it's misplaced anger, I think. Okay, and so the idea that someone with mental health issues hasn't tried to get help is just insulting. Okay, sorry, Steve. Go, go on. Yeah, I just want to stand corrected on something, um, what that lady just said there. Um, I'm not saying that all people who commit suicide are selfish. I, I should have said that at the start. Um, I'm saying in certain cases, it is a case of being selfish. It is a case of thinking about themselves. And not as what you said, hurting the people around you that you love, that you think you're standing in their way. So it's all subjective. You know, there's no one story the same. So, of course, exactly. it's pe- it, it's, it is people who are, are, have, like myself, which is a physical illness, um, that is very selfish of me to want to, you know, kill myself because I don't want to put up with that. And it's selfish of me to leave all my friends and family behind. Totally get that. But like, as you said, we can't tar everybody with the one brush. It is a very subjective and emotive topic. Um, and I do stand corrected. I'm sorry if that's the way I came across. That is not what I meant. I um, I didn't mean that everybody is the same in the choices they make when attempting suicide. All right. Stay there for one second if you can, please, Steve. Actually, let me just ask you, how are you now after that diagnosis and that very 
down moment uh, as a result of that? Well, to be quite honest with you, I've been walking 24-7 and I haven't stopped to sit down and think about it. I'm doing the real man thing, you know, where you say just push them emotions down deep. Um, it's not a case of going to see a counsellor or a psychiatrist or anything of the sort. It's just been a lot of friends being around me constantly. It's actually getting to the point where it's annoying because sometimes you want to be alone with your thoughts just to figure things out. But it's, it is now a case of that I've just thrown myself into so much work and responsibility that I haven't given my second, uh, myself a second to even think about it. Okay, back to the conversation in hand, uh, telling the kids, 8 and 10, how their daddy died last year. You're saying, no, not now. No, please don't. Please don't. I mean, don't don't destroy whatever little innocence that they have left. Their innocence is going to be destroyed throughout their adult lives as it is. So don't do it now. All right. Great to talk to you, Steve, and the very best uh, best of luck to you. Thanks very much indeed. All right. Uh, we're going to squeeze in another couple of calls in just a moment. Opinions Matter with Adrian and Jeremy. <laughs> It's Opinions Matter with Adrian and Jeremy, where your opinion counts. Now, we're in the middle of a conversation about uh, whether or not you tell children the truth about uh, how their daddy died by suicide. The children are 8 and 10. uh, Lindsay is the lady who contacted us, and she is in two minds, basically, about uh, telling them. She's worried that they're going to hear the truth on the street, basically. And... Is it a bad thing for... I mean, who are we to tell people whether or not it's selfish or not if they have lost a loved one? Surely they own that that feeling, do they not? And I know over the last year it's become taboo for somebody to even say, you know, it was selfish. But, you know, if you've lost a loved one, if you're left alone raising kids because your partner took their own life, you have every right to say that's selfish if that's how you feel. Just like you would feel it was selfish if they upped and left and moved to another country and cut off all contact. Yeah, completely. And in the same way, you know, a a lot of suicides, I'm not going to go into details, but a lot of suicides that that are carried out um, are carried out in a manner in which other people are involved in them. And I mean train suicides without going into details. When you think about it, someone that... Now, obviously, to do that, you must be at... Your mind must be completely... In a bad way. In, in a bad way. Even further than that, to do that. But well, by that act, you know that by doing, doing that in front of a train, you're going to ruin the, the train driver's life, the passengers who witnessed that. Um, you, the, the the emergency services who have to go. I mean, my friend's a policeman, and one of the jobs he has to do is go to scenes like to that. scenes like that, and he has nightmares about it. So you're bringing all these people in. So I can understand. Now I don't believe that myself, but I can understand. And I don't think we should be too judgmental or harsh on people who say yes, it's selfish. Because when a loved one takes their own life, you are fucking angry, aren't you? You're angry because you're left, and especially when. Most people now that do take their own lives, they don't even leave a note. Mm. And a lot of the times, I had a friend of mine who lost a a family member. Um, Literally, they had no clue. I mean, it was literally Monday, he was was absolutely fine. He was grand and happy. Tuesday, and and Tuesday he was gone. And their feeling has always been on it. Why didn't he come to us? Or why didn't he even leave a letter to tell us what was going on so we could have known. Um, so we, we are not to judge if people are feeling angry and feel that it's a selfish act. If you want to get involved in this conversation very quickly, send us a WhatsApp voice note to 085-825-2626. 85 
825-2626 if you want to get involved in this conversation. Is it appropriate to tell uh, children aged 8 and 10 that their father died last year by suicide? Now, let me go to uh, Kevin. You're on Opinions Matter. How are you, Kevin? I'm good, Mr. Chairman. How are you? Good, um, thanks, Kev. What do you want yeah, to say? Very, very sensitive topic. Look, I can only speak and um, push forward. I've never seen or know about anybody who passed away from suicide. But from the perspective of that, what that mother's going through and many other like her, is that my own my own humble opinion, I would try and do what that, that girl, that girl who called in said, and try and delay it as long as possible. And as that gentleman just spoke to, let them be able to understand the importance of that one word, suicide. Because it's not like other words that you can just, it's a very common like children's minds can can take on board. Well, if I do it, then I'll go. I'll be able to see whoever it is. It's amazing. I'm not saying all children. I'm just saying there are. Do you think? Do you think children of that age are capable of no. understanding the concept of uh, suicide? I don't, I think they understand that it's an action, but the importance of the the, 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 the harsh the harm that that action can cause. I don't think they can understand that concept. That basically, by you doing that, that thing that works. Okay, so it, uh, so an answer to uh, Lindsay's question: Should she tell her children the truth, lest they hear it somewhere else? I would delay it as long as possible. And if, like, the dogs in the street know about it, so be it, right? We all have family secrets, and everybody knew about it, but no one said it. But it, that said, this, this, the mother can deny it for as long as she wants, for as long as she can do, it becomes to a stage where I have no option but to. I think that's the best way to approach it. Like, it's either you tell me, or there's going to be a problem. So, do you know what I mean? Like, if you get to 10, if you get two more years out of the eight-year-old, and, and right, I've no choice here, then I push it down that far that it's, it's, it's an, an issue. Okay, yeah, but you would delay to telling children of that age for as long yeah. as possible. Yeah, all right. Eight, I'm just thinking my son is seven. Yeah. But I don't think, I don't think he'd be able for it at seven. There's a big difference between um, seven and eight and ten. By ten, maybe. They've yeah. matured a lot. Okay, let me bring in one last call, and that is you, Lisa. You're on Opinions Matter. Hi, Lisa. Hello, lads. How are you? Good, thanks. Um, what did you want to say on I, this? I just want to say that I think it needs to be age-appropriate for the age of the children. We're talking about an eight-year-old and a ten-year-old. My youngest niece is 10. She's quite immature. So I would be hesitant to pass on any of that information to her based on her immaturity. Now, I'm just saying because she's quite immature for 10-year-olds. Not every 10-year-old is. But the reason I think it needs to be age-appropriate is because I lost a cousin 11 years ago and she had two young children. They were eight and they were six at the time. They weren't told by the family. They literally just got told that their, their mom had died. She had a sad heart and she had died. And she took her own life. They weren't told how or why she took her own life because nobody knew why. Of course, we knew how. But what happened was about a year later in school, they were being bullied because of their mom's suicide and they found out in school because of her suicide. You see, that is the uh, that is the yeah that is the other side, and that is what this mother is worried about. That other exactly. people know the truth, uh, the kids will eventually hear the truth, and isn't it awful for the kids to hear the truth on the street? And this is what happens because my aunt is their their guardian, and she and my my cousin's brothers had to sit them down and explain to them what suicide was and why and how she did what she did. And how did they take that? How did they deal with that? And was it worse it for them to find out that way? Time. It took a long time for them. Look, at the time, I think it kind of breezed over their heads. It wasn't really till they were in secondary school, where they were kind of old enough to maybe a little bit understand 
the reasoning behind why she did what she did because there, there are a lot of reasons that I'm not going to go into on this for why she did what she did and it wasn't the first time that she had attempted it. But what I think when they got into secondary school because they were that bit older and you know mental health illness is everywhere today. Mm, absolutely. You know so you know it's been covered. My my son is is in transition year and and they've been doing this big long module on mental health and how to pick up signs that your friend is not okay and what to do if your friend is not okay, which is great that we're having these conversations. But what's happened is my cousin's daughter has really taken it to heart as an adult because she's now a young adult and I think it's really, really affecting her now why her mom would do what she did, why, why she did what she did and mm. why she wouldn't want to stay for her children. Do you know that way? So, And, and, and that is a very reasonable question for somebody to ask and a question that, that there is no answer to. The, uh, but what we're asking today is with young kids aged 8 and 10, they're the sorts of questions that young kids might also ask. Exactly. And are they and able for I that? Think, no, I don't think they're able for the hows, wheres and whys. But I think if we can give it to them in an age-appropriate manner, then we can have that discussion with them. And, you know, maybe this is something that the Department of Education needs to look at, bringing into the primary curricula once, you know, you're getting from fourth, fifth and sixth class. Yeah, and it's, it's, a question, it's a question we haven't actually had the answer to as to whether or not suicide is ever discussed in, uh, in schools in any way. And I don't know if it is. And I, I think know, I certainly from, from my, and my son is 16, my daughter is 21. They both did uh, mental health illness as part of, I think it's CSPE, which is usually covered in, in the, the junior cycle. Now, obviously, my son is in transition year now, so they're, they're, he's moving over into the leaving um, third cycle and that curriculum that goes with that. But it is they are active topics that are held in his school that I know of. And I know it was in my doors because there were a couple of girls in my doors school um, that tried it. Some were successful and some weren't. Um, and so it, it does become a conversation, but you reckon at uh, the ages of 8 and 10, they're just a little bit too young to be telling them exactly how uh, Daddy died last year? Yeah, I okay. think give it to them in an age-appropriate way. Maybe something like, look, Daddy's heart was sad, and that's why Daddy, you know, didn't want to be here anymore. But mm. to, to go into, you know, well, listen, your, your, your dad's head wasn't in the right head space, so we decided to go out and take his own life. They don't understand no, it. Because, uh, as we said, some adults just can't get their heads around it either. Thanks very much indeed for your call, Lisa. I want to read out a message that's just come in to us, and it says, My brother took his life last year. He has a 14-year-old daughter. He was estranged from her, but now she is asking so many questions. How did it happen? Who found him? 14 is a very vulnerable age with hormones and so on. The best policy is honesty. Uh, don't have to go into detail as to how it was done, but honesty is best and counselling um, I mean it's it's not the most uplifting of conversations has but it, it has, has to be, be had, had. absolutely really yeah. and Lindsay we really do appreciate you uh, getting in, in touch with us and I hope that conversation helped in some way uh, because I know Lindsay has been listening to this podcast. I think the take the take from that is wait maybe another year for the for the younger one. Uh, as well, uh, at the start of the topic, I think the first person that we spoke to on the topic was uh, Stacey. Um, 
and she's given us a website, uh, hug.ie, uh, which is a depression support group in Ireland, hugg.ie. That's hugg.ie, and they deal with bereavement uh, support, uh, the whole lot. So if you've been affected by any of, th- any of the things we've discussed in this topic today, um, check out hug, that's a double G, dot I-E. Thank you very much indeed for listening to this latest Opinions Matter podcast. If you enjoyed it, please hit subscribe or follow or click the little bell icon on Spotify and you'll be notified the next time we upload a new podcast. Thanks very much indeed for listening. Subscribe to this podcast for free on the Go Loud app.